0: so good and while we're doing that let's have a look at some of the other announcements we've got coming up illuminate 20 oh okay so we're doing that one first okay we'll just wait a second for that just because we have a video that we're going to hear how many people have a part of the internship forward slash uh, school in here right now you're already part of it it really is life-changing if you're watching online or you're in here right now and you've thought oh I really love those interns they're so cool they've got such a good way about them how many people think the interns are kind of cool <laughs> okay we've got no hands there which is not that's not a good sign but the intern no but really you could, the it, the the internship itself is so life-changing life transforming it really really is and a lot of it is about dedicating a time this 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 time frame unto the Lord and just saying okay God do what it is that you want to do in me for this time frame and how many of you know that's a dangerous prayer but how many of you know that it's a very good prayer and it's something that will change your life forever so anyway so I just want to wait until the buckets have gone down just so it doesn't distract people But we are so delighted to have our next uh, Expressions of Interest available now for this next intake. The intake starts in July of 2023. Can you imagine, can you believe, imagine, can you believe that we're in 2023? It's weird, huh? How many people have been signing 2022 recently? I do that for at least three or four months. Um, But but we're in 2023 and this school really is designed to equip people in, not just in, in the heart journey, but into a spirit of Ishika. The sons of Ishika were ones that knew the seasons and times under heaven of what Israel should do. And that's just so, so important. How many people think it's important to know what we need to do in each season under heaven? How many of you think it's important? It is so important, just like the sons of Ishika knew the seasons and times, it's so important that we carry a revelation a revelatory understanding of the seasons and times that we are living in and that's very much a detailed part of 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 Luminate so we're so excited about it so we do have a quick testimony on video so if that's ready to run let's run that uh, for Luminate
1: It's so hard for me to boil the internship down to a few highlights because in a sense the whole thing has been a highlight. I remember before I started the internship I I was in a ministry session and someone saw a vision of me standing in front of a book. And I guess that was my scroll and I was trying to jump into one of the illustrations. And there's a sense of frustration of I could see it and I could almost taste it but I just couldn't experience it. Like I couldn't cross that threshold into the supernatural life that God had for me. And now looking back 18 months later, I'm I'm just thinking I'm a completely new person. I've come into a whole new world. It's like it is being broken out of the matrix. You get this completely new lens, completely new sense of reality, a completely new filter for for life. And you just can't put a price on that. It's it's like I've been reformatted. Like my hard drive is completely new. I've, I've received a new hard drive and it set me up in a way that I don't think I'll ever fully comprehend how it's opened me to the possibility of fulfilling my destiny. So I I just feel so honoured and blessed that I was accepted into the internship and that I was able to um, be part of this amazing team group for the time that I've been here because I feel like a whole new person.
0: about being broken out of the matrix how many people think that's good okay awesome i i, I do i think it's really really good what else we've we got coming up okay dan and christian deval apparently this conference is nearly full so if you haven't registered for it please do we're great they're great friends of the house here great personal friends of 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 a number of us too and and dan He's a very, very special man. How many people have ever engaged Dan DeVal before? He's very, very special. He runs bride ministries. When I say special, his ministry is very, very unique. And so if you are intrigued by that, please do sign up for the conference. It's very, very deep and it's very, very good. And if you want to be broken out of the matrix, that would be a really good, um, we could probably just come to a Sunday service or two here. But but in conjunction with that, if you want to be double broken out of the extra matrix that you don't know about yet, you come to you come to Dan DeVal. So that's going to be really, really good. So please do, so, please sign up for that. Because what we do every year, we do conference, or we don't do them every year at the moment. But when we constantly run conferences, we see, out and then we get these oh i didn't know i, I didn't know i thought i'd be okay but you, you won't be okay if you don't sign up for the conference now it will sell out very very soon so just well you'll be okay but you won't have a ticket so there you go so all of these people will be broken out of the matrix you'll come and you'll be like what's happened everyone's so happy and free and I, no, i'm just joking i'm joking all right cool so do that what else have we got pop-up rally which is ian plymer and alex antic awesome you know that we've been engaging a lot of stuff with regards to the government mountain, and that is the future of Australian energy, energy a very important topic. That's gonna to be a moon to minds uh, Friday, the 7th of, 7 p- oh, sorry, Friday, 7 p.m., the 3rd of February. So good, what else we got? Unmasked, okay, so Unmasked will be, it's a homemade pizza night. Now, how many people like pizza? Where's Shane, Shane's here. Awesome, where is Shane? Shane there he is now Shane and Hugh are going to cook up a storm so please do come along to that it's going to be awesome if you are a man if you're a woman please do not come everyone say I won't come good girls awesome or women sorry very good awesome <laughs> very good and it says pool the pool going to it says the pool is going to be open too so that's going to be fantastic awesome Okay, what else have we got coming up? Walk for Life Saturday 11th. Is that this is that next Saturday, is that correct? Next Saturday Walk for Life, very very important. Thousands of people gather. How many people believe that the Walk for Life is such an incredible Christian mandate and cause? It really really is, and it shifts things in the atmosphere. It really does. And we don't when you shift something in the atmosphere, why do you keep talking about shifting the atmosphere? Because when you shift an atmosphere in the spirit world, the earth yields to what's been shifted in the realm of the spirit. This is so, so important. How many of you know that's important? I'll just give you an example. Remember when they marched around, the, uh, r- marched around Jericho? What happened? They marched around seven times, then they blew a trumpet. Bang, the walls came down. The strongholds get broken when the people of God mobilise, and that's what happens there. So very important. So you've got the details there. Okay, calling oh, there's so many announcers. I'm, the, I'm, I'm a good announcer. Calling or dancers, if you want to dance for walk for life, the details are there. Just read that all ages and skills join us. if there are any more announcements, we'll, is there one more, an important one, oh, and home groups, we'll just leave that, okay, cool, home groups are very important though, so please go to one, awesome, now, I want to release a word, I've got kind of a two-part word, uh, and it's about something that I believe the Lord is doing, how many people heard the other day when I preached on kind of bright, uh, kind of, I preached on something called bright eyes, and I did a two-part thing, oh, not many of you okay cool so a Sunday afternoon maybe you guys were in moon too, or maybe just come to the morning service but Sunday afternoon I spoke a message about light I spoke a message called bright eyes and, and basically us needing to have bright eyes I'll be talking a tiny bit about that tonight a little bit in this message but I really believe that the Lord is on this so profoundly Rachel on um Sunday afternoon spoke about light and God is really on the things of illuminate illumination light and understanding says of Daniel that he was a man of uh, light and understanding illumination was with him how many of you know it's good to have illumination with you it's good to have light and understanding with you and so God's been talking to me about that a lot at the moment so so in saying that one of the things that he's been speaking to me about is what 2023 is going to look like and 2023 is going to be a very very powerful year but one of the things I believe is there is going to be an, administ- an administration of the kingdom of heaven unlike we've seen before for a long time and the administration of the kingdom of heaven that we're going to see in this next time is I believe going to blow our grids a bit everyone say blow our grids how many of you know God does things sometimes that will blow your grid and what does that mean it means that it doesn't fit within your level of understanding it doesn't fit within your internal framework how many people have ever had God do something and you're like wow That didn't really fit in my internal framework how many people have ever had something like that happen to them okay so in that then one of the things is i believe that the lord is going to take us on an incredible journey this year but he's going to show us some of his ways of operating and i believe that those when he does that it's actually going to shock us a little bit and so this is the word or the scripture or one of the scriptures he gave me now before that as a staff we always have conversations about particular things and i was around someone's house recently and we had a conversation about work experience. Now, has anyone ever had something? Gosh, do you know I'm pausing? I can, can you feel the realm? It just keeps going. Whoop, 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 whoop. So I'm pausing. I'm like, okay, God. Um, work experience. Now, when you were in school, who, went, who did a. a, a a work experience thing—you had something, you went out, you did an hour, you were an apprentice. Some people would like to call it an apprenticeship. I don't agree with that. I think, I think that I think work experience is enough. And and what's really interesting is that my mum was very connected before she passed away. Obviously, uh, well, she's even more connected now because she's connected in heaven, which is which is much more connected. But but before she passed away, she was very connected in media, and she worked for a company called Mirror Group Publishing, which was owned by Rupert Murdoch, and she was in, involved in all of that stuff and it came to my time for work experience and when I came to work experience and um, I was able to go I lived in London and I was able to go to into the media for my work experience now as a result and I will marry this into the message and so what happened was that I said oh what am I gonna do and they said where do you want to go and I said I really want to work in TV and they said oh you know what this is brilliant we've got just the role for you And I said what just the role. I'm going to be famous, Maddie. I thought, I got so excited. I thought, I'm going to be famous. Someone has given me, literally, because I always wanted to be an MTV presenter before I got saved. I thought, this is a perfect fit for me, you know. And so I was. I was going to be this MTV presenter. And then when they said they want to put me in media, I was like, oh my goodness. Watch out, world. And I remember this thing. And Rupert Murdoch owned many, many, uh, he still does, many, many media companies, many, many channels. And and some of them were quite uh, prominent channels. And he owned this very prominent channel for a season. It got taken off after a while, but it was a very prominent uh, channel and it was called Live TV. And on Live TV, they had very, very special news segments. And part of the news segment was, in fact, my work experience was that I was actually on TV for lots and lots of news segments. Now, I'm gonna sh- play you a new segment now. I wasn't on this particular segment, but this shows you exactly how blessed I was to be able to do work experience with the Murdoch companies at the Mirror Group newspaper. Go for it. My-
2: had an angry exchange with a reporter after the first test against Zimbabwe ended in a draw. Now, a leading psychologist has told him that both he and England would be a lot better off if he avoided the press until the series is over. And finally... Just one day after clinching their third number one, the Spice Girls have announced their plans for world domination. The nation's favourite fivesome have topped the charts in 28 countries, but now they're making plans to crack the most lucrative foreign market, America. They plan to hit the country in January. That's it for now. Mike Atherton has been told to give up newspapers for his own good. England's cricket skipper had an angry exchange with a reporter after the first test against Zimbabwe ended in a draw. Now, a leading psychologist has told him that both he and England would be a lot better off if he avoided the press until the series is over. And finally. Just one day after clinching their third number one, the Spice Girls have announced their plans for world
0: domination. Oh, it started again. Just stop stop it there. Awesome, okay. Now, I obviously wasn't the newsreader. Now, I was the news bunny. The news bunny was a very, very controversial figure in the UK. Very controversial. I really, it really was. You can look it up. Not now, because I want you to listen to this message. But I was the news bunny for a season. And, and what's really interesting about it, and I will tie it into the message, is it, became, it was a very controversial figure because it would go around and would basically assault politicians, the queen, all different things would happen. and news bunny would be involved. And then they would be. And what <laughs> happened was that there was, uh, there was, so that really was my job. Um, so... I've never t- I not even thought about it for about 17 years. I haven't even thought about the news bunny until having this conversation. Someone said to me, what did you do for work experience? I'm like, I remember, I was the news bunny. Now, what's really interesting is because, because it was based all around parliament and political things, and what the news bunny was meant to do specifically was when a story was good, the news bunny would do this. Now, sometimes the news bunny would be quite extravagant in its, in its dramatised effect of what it thought of the news, and if it was bad, what would it do? like this, and that's really interesting. And so I thought, okay, so they put me in the costume and said, you just do this and this, but everyone else just went wild and free. That wasn't me that time but I was relatively wild and free in my news bunny things. In fact, so much so that no one believed me that I was actually the news bunny. So they would say, you're not the news bunny. So my mates would go, I'll put on live TV at six o'clock. If you're really the news bunny, do this. And I'd go, I bet you I'm the news bunny. And then I'd do it and they'd go, no way. He really is the news bunny, you know. Because it was quite a, quite a, 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 it was quite a kind of a cultish figure. Not cult, it's in a religious cult, but yeah, anyway. So so the news bunny used to say things are good or things are bad. And what's really interesting is that on the earth right now, we come into a place where we, get, where we have been indoctrinated both by the news and, and by the world and by sometimes our Christian theology. And we have been, and when I say indoctrinated, to be indoctrinated, how many of you know, isn't it always bad to be indoctrinated by something? Who wants to be indoctrinated? Wow, oh, you don't believe that. okay. So you don't think it's good to indoctrinate children with good core values? That's the same thing as indoctrination. And does that make sense? It's basically you're schooling someone, you're training them. Train a child in the way they should go. You're actually changing someone. It just has a negative connotation, indoctrination. And so what happens is that, that what would happen is, because doctrine just is the word teaching. And so what, what happens is that we have been indoctrinated by bad theology. We've been indoctrinated by good things and bad things. And what starts to happen as a result of us getting indoctrinated is we start to have a particular opinion. And let me tell you this, a lot of the time, people in the church, their opinion isn't actually that good. Well, how can you say that? Because sometimes it's not actually based on truth. Now, you can go, well, how can you say that? Because now you're being opinionated, I am exactly. And, and I can do that because I'm on the pulpit tonight. Uh, but, what's, but, what's really, but, but this is really cool. So I want you to catch what, where, where, where I want to go tonight. You see, we believe that God works in this particular way. And then other people believe that God works in this particular way. And some people are in the middle. Some people kind of say, well, he might do that, but you know, that's more Old Testament. That doesn't really look like that. And we talk about judgments of God and we talk about all these different things. And there is a major divide. In fact, I would call it, uh, you know, a, a more of a bipolar experience in the body of Christ where where people really have one view of the way that God works. And they say, it's all about this. It's all about this. And how many of you know, if somebody builds something on, it's all about this, they can oftentimes fall into a place of error. So how many of you know that's true? Because if it's all, now it's all about Jesus, I get that. But how many of you know that there's also the Father and the Holy Spirit? So, so how many of you know it's not about just Jesus, it's about a Trinity and about the Trinity blessing us and coming to us? So what's really interesting is that the Lord started to speak to me about 2023 and he gave me this scripture. So can you put up a scripture in Romans for me? And it says this, let's read this together. It's a real crowd pleaser. This is the word I got for 2023. Behold then the kindness and severity of God. To those who fell, severity, but to you, God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you will be cut off. Shabba, rabba, baba. Amen. Now, that's the word of the Lord for 2023. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. This is a New Testament Scripture. I know that we're talking about it contextually. It talks about Israel, talks about being cut off, talks about grace, talking about being in Christ. But this is what the Lord gave me for 2023. And He talked to me about a particular aspect of this. Now, I'm gonna break this down over a couple of weeks, but I I wanna look at this first of all. I wanna look at the reality that as we hang out with God, we need to understand that there is something called the full counsel of Scripture. Who knows what the full counsel of Scripture is? No one. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the full counsel of scripture means that everything in the word from beginning to end, this is all the truth. It's not just one truth. Some people believe the words in Christ, the words of Christ in red, you don't read them anymore because they're all about preaching the law. How many people have ever heard that teaching before? Bad teaching. How many of you have ever heard don't listen to anything that Jesus said because he was just preaching against the Pharisees? Bad teaching. Everyone say bad teaching. This is, re- this is the reality because the reality is that the, fo- that the Scripture, read, you've got to read Scripture within the right context and you've got to read it with a new covenant lens. But the reality is that there is something called the full counsel of Scripture. You only need to read the book of Revelation to realise that there are lots of interesting things that God wants to do and He's going to do and He continues to do on the earth through His people. Uh, uh, anyway, okay, cool. So, so in that then, the Lord spoke, spoke this to me and He said, this season you will see the goodness and you will see the severity of God. That's what he said. And I said, well, what does that mean? And, and I'm not going to talk about the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, but keep that in your mind a little bit. But, uh, but he started to talk to me about goodness. So if you can put up Ty, Titus 3, 3 to 4. And he says this, For we also once were foolish, you can read it together, ourselves disobedient, deceived, enslaved, to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hate-, sorry, hateful, hating one another. Next one. But when the kindness of God our Saviour and His love for mankind appeared, you can do the next one. Oh, it's fine. Okay. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. This is really, really interesting. So the word kindness there, when we say the kindness of God, where it says here that the Lord... But when the kindness of God, it's the same word. I'm not going to butcher it, but it says it's, it's called khoris charos, I think it's khoris charos, And it means goodness, kindness. But it actually means, this is so crazy. It's actually dominantly used in Scripture for the word integrity. See, don't forget about the integrity of God. And I feel like one of the things we forget, we think about the goodness of God. And we always think about blessing. But how many of you know that the goodness of God, God will do whatever it takes to align people or align things back to original design, back to what it looks like for them to manifest in the fullness of righteousness. And this is really, really important. Uh, gosh, this is gonna be people like, ooh, okay, where are you going? Put up Psalm 89, 14 for me, for me, for me, for me, for me. I've, I can't, I've, I'm fighting not to laugh about the, the rabbit and, and you know, it's just, is what it is. And it says this, let's read this together. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. And this is so, so interesting. So we understand that the foundation of the Lord's throne are righteousness and justice, which means he cannot do anything without it being a manifestation of righteousness and justice. Does that make sense? So everything sits within the paradigm, and it says this afterwards, it says, loving kindness and truth go before you. So everything He does is an administration of His loving kindness, of His righteousness, and His justice. And this is really interesting because I think that what happens is we think that sometimes God, you know, God is going to work this way. This isn't a, a word of, uh, to put any fear, there's no fear attached to this word. You'll, you'll, you'll like it uh, after, after next week. Uh, but, but, but what's really interesting is that, is that the word chooses, the word chooses, or God chooses, as He reveals Himself through the Word, He brings up many kind of oxymorons, as it were, many contradictions up and through the Word. And what we do is we try to frame our our theology in one particular way, but Jesus still chooses to use words that we frame theology in sometimes a seemingly, in quotes, in brackets, seemingly opposite way to the way He originally intended it. This is really, really important. You see, it says that Jesus in in, in Colossians 1.15, it says that he, I'll read it from the Amplified, it says that he is the exact living image, the exact manifestation of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign and the originator of all creation. This is really, so he is the exact image of the invisible God. But in Matthew chapter 10, doesn't he say, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword? But then doesn't he always say, also say in Matthew 6, blessed are the, the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. Doesn't Isaiah chapter 9 say that he is wonderful counsellor, prince of peace. Isn't his kingdom a kingdom of peace? Doesn't it say in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, it says specifically, it says that he's, uh, the, the kingdom of God, you say, they're, they're going to say it's here or there, he says the kingdom of God is within you, but he talks specifically about the kingdom of God being righteousness, peace and peace and joy in the holy ghost so the administration of the kingdom of heaven from the throne of god is righteousness peace true peace and joy in the holy ghost god can't work outside that paradigm but what we do is we we misunderstand things so we throw away portions of scripture we 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 make a decision and we go oh my goodness i know many 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 people that will read something at face value and say, wow, this is really, really, really awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be so blessed this year. Yeah, we will get blessed. But how many of you know that we might go through trials? And how many of you know that the real blessing is that Christ is in us, the hope of glory? How many of you know that God will never leave us nor forsake us, Psalm 121? Uh, he he uh, uh, it says that he who watches over Israel, over you, will never, neither sleep nor slumber He's always with us. He's doing what, you know, he, he's always working on our behalf. But we have to understand, uh, it says that the people of God knew, or let's say this, the, it says that Israel knew God's deeds, but Moses knew his ways. And I feel like in 2023, God wants to introduce us or reintroduce us even more so to his ways, to his ways. And then we'll go, well, I can't believe. Now, when Jesus is talking in Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 10 about division, I didn't come to bring, he, everyone knows what he's talking about. He's talking about turning mother against father and sister against brother. And, why? Because they are leaving for the sake of the gospel. They're leaving to follow him. It's actually talking about obedience of disciples. That's the context. And so he's now talking. He says, I didn't come to bring, but he chooses to use the word peace. Meaning that when you follow Jesus, the manifestation that you experience in that context, if you were following Him, at that t- wouldn't be peace. But the kingdom is a kingdom of peace. You see, the thing is this, that the administration, I'm going to talk about this in a second. When God administrates something, sometimes, well, a lot of the time, His Word is a, like a sword. And it comes to bring the correct division in order to align all things to righteousness. In order to align all things to righteousness and mercy. In order to align, which is why people, oh wow, okay. You see, if we walk into 2023 and we choose not to heed the warnings of the Lord, we are choosing not to align with righteousness. Because what God will do is He will bring levels of division, levels of separation. Sometimes, this isn't the whole word, by the way, but He will do things that contradict sometimes what you believe, what you feel, what you think, what you've been indoctrinated into, what you believe, what you've even read in the Word. Sometimes, He goes, I don't understand how you could do that. And He goes, I'm going to teach you my ways. Open the Bible. I'm gonna teach you my ways from a full council of Scripture this year. Let me teach you in the Word how this is an administration of my righteousness, my justice, and my mercy for mankind. You see, God doesn't, it says that the kindness of God draws men unto repentance, doesn't it? And so there's a loving kindness. God is a loving God. He is, he is so, how many of you know He's so full, of, so full of love? But how many of you know sometimes He has to bring correction because there's going to be so much damage if he doesn't bring a level of correction that he, does, that he wants to keep everything, oh gosh, he wants to keep everything in a place where the best outcome, it says that he works for good in all things. And there's a guy many years ago, called David Wilkerson, who's, who's David Wilkerson? And he, he could be here right now. Hi, David, how are you doing? And David Wilkerson um, was a mighty, mi- mighty man of God. He wrote The Cross and the Switchblade, whoever read that as a child or as an adult. Amazing book. Uh, it was the book of how he led Nicky Cruz to the Lord. Nicky Cruz r- r- wrote Run, Baby, Run. And then that was a, it was a kind of a dual um, writing. And he started to go very, very intense and some of the words that he started to release were very, very negative. How many people ever heard some of, uh, some of his intense warning words that were bringing crazy judgment to the world? And, and the words, if you've ever listened to some of them, some of the words, it's like, my goodness, you could not in any way justify, in my opinion, this is my opinion, um, justify that those words are from God. Like, I just, you just listen to me like, you just couldn't. And this is what's so interesting. He went on that tangent, and so many people were saying to him, Please stop. Please, you are ruining your ministry. Not that he was trying to build his ministry still, but you are ruining people's lives because you have hundreds of thousands of people following you right now. And where you have gone in ministry is actually bringing levels of destruction and bringing people into heresy. Well, does anyone know what happened to him? Died in a car accident. Is he saved? Absolutely, I've got no doubt whatsoever. You see, in God's grace and mercy, and I really believe that this is the case. As He started to take a detour that was taking hundreds of thousands of people, I believe that maybe God just kind of just went, "Let's just let's just bring you home quickly, because this isn't going to be too good. Let's just bring you home really quick, because this might not work in your benefit. And I still want you. I want you. You need to be in the kingdom. See, this is really—is this everyone okay? You see, the bottom line is that. When God brings levels of administration, it's always good. But our definition of good and our definition of His loving kindness, we've got to allow Him to teach us His ways in 2023. Because I believe that there are gonna be administrations of the loving kindness and severity of God in 2023 that are gonna blow our minds. But they're gonna blow our minds so much so that we might even question the goodness of God. But we need to understand, God, was this your will? And He'll say, let me teach you about my will. You see, in Matthew chapter six, let's put up that. Uh, Matthew chapter six verse nine. We preach We we preach this all the time. We 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 pre, You know we, we uh, preach it all the time. This is this this was the, the 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 prophetic scripture that marked the prophetic movement for years. And it was and it's the it's the um, the prayer, the Lord's prayer. And it says it says, pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Just leave it there. You see, there were many books written, and I haven't read them all, and I'm sure a lot of them were amazing, about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that was Jesus' prayer because Jesus was the exact manifestation of who the Father is. And this is the perfect prayer. He said, Pray that the Father's kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And let me tell you this right now I believe that the will of God and the kingdom of heaven, sometimes, as they start to manifest, more so, or even more in this next season coming up, we've never lived in this season before, I believe that we're going to say, wow, was that the will of God? Wow, is that what it looks like when the kingdom manifests? I remember the first time I went into a meeting, uh, a a spirit-filled meeting, and I remember going in there, and this was many, many years ago, um, gosh, many years ago, and I remember going into this meeting, um, and the first time, you know, the preacher was doing whatever he did and, and there was a move of the Spirit and they were going, wow, there's going to be some deliverance. And I went, wow, that sounds really interesting. That's awesome. Great. And I remember being in a room and people starting to scream. And I was going, okay, this is really interesting right now. I remember seeing things happen that I didn't believe were the will of God. I'm not saying I didn't believe in deliverance, but the manifestation I was like, no, 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 I don't know if you need to manifest like that. I don't know if you, and know. I'm not saying, you know, whatever. I know it's in the Bible, I, but, but it shocked me so much because my grid hadn't enlarged for into place where the reality was that when p- people get overtaken by the Spirit of God, things happen. You see, I'd never experienced that before, but it didn't stop it being a manifestation of the kingdom of God, your kingdom come. Do You see, when his kingdom comes, how many of you know there's darkness on the earth? But how many of you know we've never seen what light really looks like as it beams from the church. How many people know that we've never really seen what an incredible outpouring will look like? And let me tell you this right now. You think there's opposition right now to the church, right? Shouting its mouth. Wait until there's a revival. Wait until there's that. But you think there's opposition now. You think there's opposition now. Wait. When we move into a great outpouring, which we will move into, Azusa Streets and all that, the level of opposition will be intense the level of ridicule will be intense. The spirit world doesn't want the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven because it renders their time short. They don't want revival. The demons don't want revival. So they will do whatever it takes at whatever level in order to try to shut down moves of God. You see, I believe one of the things that COVID was designed to do, and I believe it was designed to do this, I believe that one of the things it was designed to do was to stop a move of healing revival on the earth. Why? What, what did you have to do? Social distance, don't touch anyone. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. No worship, no open heavens, no manifestation. God is, is in a habit. He inhabits the praise of His people. So what happens is then the Lord can't be enthroned on the praise of Israel if Israel isn't hanging out. If they're not now I'm not saying that God wasn't enthroned on your amazing praise in your kitchen while you were worshiping on your hands and knees uh, during COVID. Every Sunday when you had to do it online, you were like, "God, I just..." Uh, or when you were in bed sipping your latte with the cat there, going, <laughs> and like Todd did, the, uh, Todd did, you know, you're just doing, liking it, you know. And then they say something really, like, say something really bad, and you're like, "I just hyped that four times trying to retract the hearts." Um, but this is but it but it but it's really interesting and this isn't a word of doom and gloom at all, like at all. It's an exciting word. The reason it's so exciting is because we are really in a place where we are starting to see yes, darkness is increasing, but we are seeing right now the kingdom manifest. We are seeing favor manifest like never before. We are seeing the people of God taking the mountains right now, like never before. We are seeing incredible breakthrough, and all it's doing is it's just giving people a taste of even more of what. To come, the Lord says, uh, like we said the other day, I think Todd said, but the best is yet to come. Come, we are really in that place right now, and we need to, we can get excited. But let me tell you this right now that as things start to move, as, as things start to shift and change in our world, I believe that one of the things that God wants to do is He wants to shift and change our paradigm. This isn't to Him, but this isn't about God taking people out and killing people. This is, a, I'm not trying to say that, just because I use that as an example. Wow, everyone's dying. God did him. God took him out. Did, yep, okay, let's see. We've only got 10 more, God. You know, it's, it's God's will that none should perish. How many of you know that's true? How many of you know that God doesn't want people to perish? He wants the church to rise and preach the gospel to every living creature so all would be one into his kingdom. That's what Jesus died for. How many of you know that Jesus died for the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst? Totally true. So, 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 and, and he died for you just the same. So you could have the highest level, which in the whole world, how many of you know that Jesus' blood is enough? Because it purchased you and it will purchase them too. This is just so, so interesting. So, so I start to think about it and I go, wow, okay, what, what do you mean? What's this going to look like? What is it, you know, what, what are you saying? And he started to talk to me about Isaiah 60 and in Isaiah and we, we, we've heard it so many times, but it says that deep darkness will, follow, will, will flood the earth. It says, arise, shine, first of all. And we, we use this a lot. Uh, some of you guys might have the bookmark uh, from Kurong. Uh, arise, shine. And you, and, you know, we're rising and we're shining. Your light has come. And, and I get that. And it's good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but how many of you know that that Scripture is a really big deal? That Isaiah being a prophet of the Lord who went through a lot of hardship in his prophetic ministry was actually carrying a now word for a season that we are living in. And it's an extended season and he is preaching or he is delivering a word in season about, let's call it the end of days, but I don't wanna, about what it looks like as we move towards kind of these times of deeper darkness. And he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Well, I mean, that's awesome. And then it says, nations come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, I spoke about this uh, in the message the other day. But how many of you know that nations will not come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising if you're not light? You see, if you, if you are dim, if you, your eyes are dim, your body has no light. If your eyes are dark, your body has no light whatsoever, and I talked about the prophets and the pro- there being an assignment over the prophets to make their eyes dim in order that the body would have no light. Light, revelation, illumination, and understanding. You see, the kings coming to your light is because you're carrying something they want. Light is not because you carry a torch and they go, You've, you've got the light. It's not a torch. I think sometimes we think it is. It's like this big sun is going to rise out of your belly. You know, hey, come and look at the sun coming out of their belly. It's so awesome. light is a supernatural manifestation of the kingdom of heaven light is a revealing component i mean rachel uh, uh, broke this down incredibly on tuesday uh, sunday afternoon but light is a component that dispels darkness and let me tell you this right light is light brings solution to the darkness so what god wants to do is he wants to build up our light that brings solution to the darkness and then people will come to the light that will bring solution to their problems you see, nations are in darkness. How do we deal with this? What do we do? And the Lord says, "Go to my church." And then they go I'm not saying that. Why? Because the church carries solution, or the pre-origin, or the predestined design of the church is for the entire church to be a place of solution. You see, in the book of Acts, people would go to find solution, to find Jesus, because they would go to find solution. People would go to Jesus because He always gave them solution. They go to the church, they went to apostles, they put people who were sick on the floor, why? So that they could look at them. No, because they had solution for sickness. You see, we carry solution and God's saying in this time, will you arise and shine? What does it mean? I believe part of it is having a revelation of who we are and a revelation of who He is and having a determination to see His kingdom advance on the earth, but then not tripping up and not getting offended when things start to happen and our small, no, sometimes, our smaller or limited paradigm of understanding of who God is and how He operates or is, 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 so, is, so, is so, it literally um, masks our ability to be able to partner with God and do what He wants to do. You know, so many, so many times that, is this okay? Is everyone okay? Is everyone all right? Okay, cool. You see, it says this in in, in um, <laughs> so good. It, in the book, put up Titus one thirteen for me, if you can. And it says this. It says this testimony is true for the reason. Reprove them severely so that they might be sound in faith. The word severity there is the same word here for severely. And it actually comes from the root word sharply. It's about being sharp. You see, I believe the administration of partly the administration of the severity of God in 2023 and beyond is gonna be us experiencing what, the, what more of the fullness of the sharpness of his blade looks like. You see, there needs to be things cut off and cut away. And there are things that have been brought up on different trees. And the Lord says, I am the vine dresser. I am the gardener and I will prune what I need to prune. And let me tell you this, the church is in a process. And this is me, not anti-church at all, obviously. But the church is in an incredible pruning. And part of the pruning is God is pruning out from people's hearts, bad theology and bad levels of understanding of who he is and what his goodness looks like who He really is. He wants to teach us His ways, but if we believe that, everything, that God is like some kind of blessing machine, blessing, 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 oh, I lost. Blessing, 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 bless. Oh, I lost everything. God, where are you? Ah, forget Him. He doesn't know what He's doing. I don't even know if I believe anymore. I'm totally serious. Because what happens is that we, we misunderstand God's ways. We misunderstand how He is and how He wants to administrate the foundation of His throne being righteousness and justice. You see, sometimes we move into seasons where God asks us to do quite significant things. There's sometimes, he's asked me many times, and I'm sure you've had experiences before, where he asks you to do significant things. And the things he asks you to do aren't straightforward and they're not easy. But the Lord says that in this season, oh, the Lord is saying, I believe, that in this season, that as he asks you something, if you can see it through the lens, that when that happens, it actually cuts away something from your world that isn't conducive to you actually doing what you're supposed to do or being who you're supposed to be. This is a word right now for someone. Then we choose to say yes, we give him our yes, which we just, we just, we just um, uh, saying about. We give him his, our yes and we say, okay, what does it look like? What do you need to do? And I believe that what starts to happen is he starts to bring quite significant shift and change in our world. This is a really, really big deal. Because for some people, we've lived in places where we're waiting for God to do something because this is what the goodness of God looks like. And in actual fact, he's been speaking about something that's quite the opposite. And we haven't been able to receive it because our paradigm of what God's goodness looks like—does that obedience? We can't even we can't even recognize that that's the voice of God. Because that doesn't look like the goodness of God. That doesn't look like the love of God. I remember when I gosh, it's quite deep today. I remember it's funny. I remember when I first got saved. My mum spoke. My mum. My dad. My God spoke to me. It was one of them. And and he said to me, I got saved, and he said, don't talk to your mum for eighteen months big deal you go no no no. well she didn't speak to me very much anyway unless she was really drunk but the reality is that 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 was a really big deal why it wasn't about me not contacting her it was about my heart it was about my it really was about my heart and it was about me going wow and he do you know what he said he said the relationship's bad for you the relationship's no good for you you see even then i was like no 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 but you're about family Yes, I'd read the scripture about division and all that, but God's about family. Why would you tell me to do that when I've just got saved? Now I can win her to the Lord. Now I can win her, God. I know who you are. She's ready. Yet the only person in her world who's a Christian, God says, don't contact her for 18 months. How weird is that? So anyway, so I don't contact her for 18 months. About... About 17 months into the 18 months, I get an email from someone and saying, I heard that you are at Hillsong. Um, And I'm like, who is this? And he said, it was a guy. And he said, I was in London and I was on the tube train. Who's ever been to London on the tube? He said, I was in London and I was on the tube train. And uh, I don't want to I can't do it verbatim because I can't remember exactly what it said. But he said, and the Lord told me to get off the the train at the angel station. So I got off at Angel Station. Well, that was where my mum had her, she had a shop. And he said, and I just, uh, the Lord told me to get off the, the train at Angel Station and take a walk down Camden Market or Camden Passage. So I got up and I went down Camden Passage. And as I was walking down Camden, Camden Passage, he told me to go into this particular shop. And I met your mum. And, and when I went in there, I said, hey, how are you doing? God told me to get off the train and come and talk to you and she said wow that's so interesting because my son has just become a Christian and he goes to Hillsong Church you see he started to witness to my mum while there had been this time of separation from me I don't know what was happening in her world maybe she was going wow what's that you know whatever she knew I'd become a Christian thought I thought I'd lost my mind she goes Daryl you've just done too many drugs it's going to be okay really that's literally what she said you're going to be okay um, <laughs> She actually, actually, when I got saved and I was telling her about it, she goes, you know what, the best thing for us, this is no joke, is exactly what she said. She, she said, the best thing for us to do, why don't we just forget about this? Why don't we just go to the pub? That's literally what she said. Come on. She said, okay, let's have a couple of drinks. We'll just go down the pub. Let's just forget all of this, this this, Christian stuff. And I remember it distinctly and I'm like, wow. And I was like gung-ho, freshly saved. I'm like, wow, I see that spiritual attack coming to me right now. I rebuke that right now. You know when you're really zealous and you're young? You know, wow. Phew someone rings you from australia you know wow so much warfare down here man you know someone's trying to my mom was trying to take me to the pub you know and like oh how things have changed how the warfare is much different and, and and if only it was just that and, and 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 it was just interesting um and the reason i'm telling you about that tonight is because my mum ended up um i don't know if there was ever another seed sowing but when she did pass away She, uh, I did lead her to the Lord and you know that we've had, I've had many experiences with her in heaven, multiple and so have many other prophets as well. She got saved on her deathbed. What's interesting is this, that the administration of the loving kindness of the Lord didn't look in any way for me like God, like this was the right thing, but God knew that this was the only way that she was going to get in. This was the master plan of heaven. And the master plan of heaven was the man, the only saved person in his whole family line, the only saved person shouldn't have contact with his mother. That's the, that's the master plan of the Lord. And I wanna encourage you in this, God is gonna bring us into things this year, individually, but also corporately as, as churches. And we might not understand them, but it doesn't mean that they're not God. And God has a master plan for the earth. His master plan is us, but he has a master plan for the earth. And the more we learn his ways, the more we journey with him and we start to get more accustomed to who he is and the way that he operates. And the better level of understanding we have of the full counsel of Scripture, the easier it is is for us, the easier it is going to be for us to partner with him in, wow just felt, felt this word, world domination. In, in, world, in dominating the world in the right sense, how many of you know we're called to have dominion? Well, we need to go and have dominion. And God is saying, do you wanna come up and have dominion? Do you wanna take your high place? I'll be talking about this. Do you wanna take your seat of dominion? Do you know what that really looks like? But the reality is that I believe some of the time we don't operate in levels of authority because our paradigm of understanding is too limited of the ways of God. Because he knows if you say if he says it, even if you do believe kind of it is him, it's just too it tweaks you too much. And I believe that one of the things that God is going to do in this time, it's like it's like. I know a, I know a woman once. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end on the end on this and one thing, and then, we'll, and then we'll go. I know a woman once, and and she was a businesswoman. And she gave me permission to share this story, and she was a businesswoman, and she was in property. And if you've heard this story, I apologise. But she was in property and she um, really needed money and she was a developer and she lost lots and lots of money as a developer. And I remember meeting her at either a business seminar or whatever and she says, can I tell you a story? And I said, of course. And she said, and so she's in this development. She, she, she lost loads of money. I believe it was on the Gold Coast. And they were, all the apartments were starting to get sold. And she had a lot of investment in it. In it but I, something had happened where it didn't work. And she was losing like millions, like losing a lot of money. And so what happened was that she said that she was praying. And she said, God, please help me. And she said she went to bed one night. And she woke up. And there was a minister that she knew, a relatively well-known minister, was sitting at the end of her bed. And the minister said, hey, I've got got something for you to do. And the minister said, what you need to do is you need to do this. And gave her a bit of a business plan. And the business plan was this. You need to go to the shop and buy as much meat as possible. True story, she told me in person. And I said, what do you mean? So she said, I got up and I couldn't break this dream or this encounter I'd had where I need to go and buy meat. And I'm like... Random now, this lady, South African, so well kept. Now, I'm not saying that you know, well kept lady, pristine, whatever. And she said to me, She said, she literally said, Look at me, do I look like some of the ones going buy meat? You know, it was like, I said, Well, what did you do? And she said, I couldn't get this out of my head. I need to go and buy meat. So I said, Well, what did you do? And so she said, But God told me I need to go and buy a lot of meat. So I said, What did you do? Well, she said, I really felt like it was God. So what I did, this is, it was a big stretch. I bought a freezer van, rented one, for the meat. So I bought this huge freezer van. Well, people thought she had, no joke, thought she had lost her mind. So she bought this huge freezer van and she said, and I filled it with steak, all the steak. And I put it in there and I said, what? What? <laughs> what do I do this is literally what happened and she said and then she said well what do I do now and the Lord spoke to her and said look in the paper at the back of the paper and she looked at the paper at the back and she looked down and there was a market running in the Gold Coast and he said I want you to drive the truck to the market so she drove the truck to the market and she goes hey how you doing I don't know look I don't know exactly how it was but this is how she told me she drove the truck to the market she's got this big meat van full of steak, drives it to the market, and she gets there and she goes, hey, how are you doing? I'm looking to pitch here and sell some meat. Um, I've never done this before, Um, can I sell some meat? And he goes, I can't believe you've just arrived. He goes, would you believe that our meat supplier for this food market has just canceled permanently? Would you like it full time? She goes, "Uh, yeah, I've got all the meat. He goes, come in. So she sold all the meat in the van guy speaks to her and goes, in fact, this is so good. You did so well. Do you want, I run all of the chains of all of the food markets in the whole of this Gold Coast region. You can have them all. Can you supply? God says, there's your business. What did she do? Got another freezer van, got another freezer van, got a whole stock of freezer vans, filled them with meat, took them to the markets, got wholesaler connections, and became the primary distributor of red meat in the markets in the Gold Coast, made so much money that she put it all back into the apartment blocks, bought everything back that she'd lost. The ways of God. You see, God might ask you to do something a bit stupid. God might kill someone. God might do something before we... (laughs) (laughs) But the glorious invitation that we have in this season, I know this doesn't go super deep tonight, but I will unpack way more next time. The invitation is for us in this time is to understand that that God is going to ask us to partner with him in ways that we might not understand because one of the resounding words over this season is, deep darkness covers the earth, but the light is risen upon you. see this, the goodness and severity of God. Let's put that scripture up one more time. Romans eleven twenty-two, and we're gonna land. Behold then the kindness and severity of God, the integrity, the kindness, the righteousness, and the sharpness, the severity of God. To those who fell, severity. Now, I'm just gonna say it as it is. Things might happen severity, but to you, God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you will also be cut off. And I'm gonna end on this. God had me all week in this scripture because I said, God, what is it all about? And he said, it's all about the continuing. I said, what is the continuing, Lord? And then I got it. You see mary was at the feet of jesus because she chose the better part and the lord's been talking to me about intimacy and many other people as well and it's not all about just intimacy you know it's all about intimacy it is but it isn't and todd has been talking about praise and opening the sanctuary for worship and some of you guys arrived today just to let you know it's not today <laughs> but it will be will be running i believe from next week we'll send you out and will send you out an email but but what's really interesting is that that The continuing is the same word as to abide. And I believe that one of the things that the Lord is doing in this time is He's illuminating our eyes and He's reintroducing us to the concept of abiding in His goodness. You see, in 2023, we need to be able to see clearly. And I believe that one of the ways that we'll see clearly is by abiding, continuing in the goodness of God. And when we choose to abide and to continue in the goodness of God, our eyes, we taste and we see that the Lord is good. And we sing this a thousand times, but let's put up the last scripture. Sorry, I said the last one. In, 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 in Psalms, oh, I, I don't even have it actually, sorry. It's Psalm 27. and It says this, and it says, for I'm confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, I believe that we can only see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If we choose to continually abide in the revelation we have of the goodness of God and we continually allow him in that place of intimacy to expand and expound on the revelation that we have, what happens then? We get filled with even more light. And the more light we have, the greater ability we have to see. And this is what the Lord is saying. When we see, we can also hear. So we will see what the Lord is doing. And we'll also be able to hear how he's directing us. And so it's all about illumination in this time. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's, let's put, thanks, thanks for the three people. That's awesome. I'm just joking. So let's put up, yeah, awesome. Why don't you grab your communion? And why don't, we just, why don't we just open our hearts to the Lord? Just for a minute. We'll just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, you can... Guys, a quicker opening. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the revelation of abiding in your goodness. So many songs. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many people want their eyes opened even more to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? stand to your feet with your communion as well if you want want to see that I'll do the same I'll do it all at once Father right now in the name of Jesus as we take communion we realise we acknowledge that it's because of what you did at the cross that allows us it's because of your body and your blood that allows us to be in communion with you allows us to abide with you abide in me and I in you and so we choose to say yes to the journey of deeper levels of intimacy deeper levels of abiding Whatever it looks like, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, we say yes. And we thank you, right? We thank you, Lord Jesus, for 2023, that you will give us eyes to see what you are doing. But we pray right now as we take this communion that you would enlarge our capacity to understand your ways in order that we would understand the reality of the administration of your goodness, your kindness, and your severity. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. says when we abide and it talks about pruning and it talks about the, the reason that the Lord prunes us is that we'll be even more fruitful and when I was worshipping down here earlier the Lord spoke to me and he said James and the giant peach and I was like great awesome and he said James and the giant peach and I remember the story James and the giant peach and it was about a big peach and I call James see James had a lot of fruit you see I believe that that's a word for you James that there's you're moving into a season of fruitfulness both you and Beth but you're gonna see the administration of a lot of fruit your fruit the fruits it's gonna be big fruit big fruit really really huge but this is so so cool I really believe that the Lord is saying don't just look at how much can I pray how much can I you know I really need to really work hard but I really believe that it's not about working hard it's about levels of yielding through praise and worship It's about levels of yielding. And I believe that the Lord is saying, you will be shocked how much fruit comes by your yielding. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we choose to say yes to the journey of yielding to the Lord in whatever capacity you see fit, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Well, bless you guys. Thanks so much for coming. You guys are awesome. It's gonna be a great, great week ahead. Feel free to chill out if you want to just for a few minutes. But otherwise, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday or next Tuesday if this is your service. Bless you. Thanks for coming. Amen.